You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. This episode is going to pivot away from business a bit and dive a little bit more into the lifestyle side of this podcast that we love to cover here and there. Because let's be real, if your business is running great, but your life and body are falling apart, uh, there's a problem. <laughs> well, we're about to get really personal and specific in this episode and hopefully help a lot of people today because we are talking about the dreaded curse most of us deal with or are dealing with, acne. Our guests today are founders Kaylee and Danielle from Clear Stem Skincare, a non-toxic skincare line that targets acne, anti-aging, and scar reversing, utilizing premium ingredients. Both women struggled with acne for years in spite of multiple dermatologists, specialists, and multiple rounds of Accutane, laser treatment, and more. And Kaylee and Danielle took a leap of faith and founded Clear Stem Skincare. So today we talked with Kaylee and Danielle all about what most doctors and dermatologists don't tell you, that there are actually root causes of acne that you can address to support your body and skin. This is legit a nerdy episode and I love it. We cover things like the biggest misconception people have about acne, the first step you should take to heal your acne, your hormones, gut, and nutrition, and how those influence your skin, what to be aware of in your products that may be aggravating your acne issues, how to find out which ingredients in your products that you're using are pore cloggers, and literally so much more. This episode is full of tangible, practical tips and tools that you can take today to heal your acne and support your body holistically. So come prepared with a notebook and pen because it's about to get real up in her. Okay, let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Kaylee and Danielle, welcome to the show, ladies. This is so fun. Thank you so much for having us. We're very excited. We love podcasting and have been looking forward to this one. Yay. Yes. <laughs> this makes me happy. Okay. So would you be down to just introduce yourself to our audience, kind of tell who you are, what you do, and how you got started? So down. Okay. So I'm Danielle. I'm the acne guru. I own San Diego Acne Clinic here in La Jolla, which is obviously in San Diego. Um, and I started in this industry because I had horrible, horrible cystic acne for well over 10 years. And I had to do like antibiotics Ugh. for years, Accutane for like three separate times, spent years on Accutane, oh which is gosh. the gnarliest thing you can do to yourself. Uh, but I happen to have a biology background. I studied genetics, cellular biology, and immunology throughout my education. And when I fast forward, when I'm 28, the third round of Accutane has failed and I have to stop early because like my vision loss is about to become permanent. Um, I was like, screw this. I'll figure it out myself. Like I have the background. So wound up going to esthetician school at night, even though I had like a totally unrelated consulting corporate job, but I was in beauty school at night just to get answers and information and get access to classes like for myself. But while I was wow. there, I realized that treating acne was the medical profession I'd always wanted, but didn't know existed. Because remember, by then I had already completely lost faith in dermatology and like didn't want to go into a mm -hmm. prescription-based medical career. So that's why I didn't go to med school at the time. But 
um, having such bad acne, it got so bad that I had to become obsessed with it, leave my corporate job. And that is what led me to the medical profession of my dreams, but that didn't know existed. Mm. And then, the, so I met Danielle actually as a clinic patient. I was in my mid twenties and I was struggling with severe cystic acne. I had recently got up birth control. I was, you know, my mid twenties, so I was spending more money on skincare. I was working a corporate job where I was traveling a ton. So my stress was up and literally out of nowhere, my skin broke out in bright red inflamed, painful cystic acne. If you guys want to see a picture, it's actually one of the first before and afters on our website. It was like, it was unbelievable. I was packing on like costume theater makeup to leave the house. It was like a thick clay. It's like, it was literally, I Googled like what the Miss America pageant women wear. Like that's what I Googled to find it. Cause I was like, oh, their skin always looks so perfect. I'm sure they have like acne and need to cover it up. So I literally bought that. Yeah. And I was spending so much money on skincare. Like, gosh, I tried everything from everything like Pinterest was... Because I like, you know, before TikTok, like Pinterest was huge with skincare. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. You'd find like so many natural alternatives on there and everything. So I was trying every natural thing, like rubbing coconut oil, making an apple cider vinegar toner, putting lemon and turmeric on my face. Like I was literally doing everything. Mm-hmm. I had like spent hundreds of dollars on different serums and oils and just listened to every marketing out there because I was so frustrated, so confused. And if a brand or a company or product was telling me like this would help with my acne, I bought it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, everything. And it just, my acne just kept getting worse. I was also going to every doctor, dermatologist, esthetician. And the only three solutions I was given was go back on birth control because my hormones were quote unbalanced. And that was the only way I was oh told gosh. to oh balance my, my hormones. I know, right? <laughs> it was like, this is the only way. Like you have to go back on birth control. Like that's the only way to balance your hormones. I'm like, oh, knowing this now, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, that is laughable. <laughs> like, yes, like that's a joke. Um, go on antibiotics. And when I asked, I was like, well, like why should I go on antibiotics? Like you don't even know what's wrong. And they're like, I don't know. Let's just try it. So uh, I, never, I never filled my prescription for either one of those. I like uh, had the prescription. I just like never did it. And then the dermatologist wanted to put me on Accutane. And I really, really, really didn't want to go on Accutane. At this point, I'd also went back to school to get my degree in holistic nutrition. And so it's like I knew too much. I was like, I know what all of these things do. And I know it doesn't fix anything. Like, Like who can possibly give me a solution? And I was so close to going on Accutane because truly this was like months and months and months. I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to see friends. I didn't want to do anything. And I was so close to going on Accutane. And I was like, you know what? Like one last Google search and up pop San Diego Acne Clinic. I'm like, all right, let's try this out. (laughs) And so I go in and I happen to be Danielle's last client of the day. So we had a lot of time to spend together. And I learned so much from she'll be like talked for an hour and a half, then she gave me a treatment after. Like I learned so much in that hour and a half that no doctor, dermatologist, any other esthetician had ever talked to me about. Like Danielle was asking what supplements I was taking because certain supplements in excess cause hormonal imbalances like vitamin D and zinc, like so good, but in excess trigger testosterone production. And I didn't understand what pore clogging ingredients were like non-comedogenic. I had no idea. And I didn't know like the effects of that and how to check for like, if it said non-comedogenic on a bottle, I believe that. And actually there's no regulation around it. (laughs) Uh, And so I learned I was eating eggs every single day as like a quote, healthy breakfast and not saying eggs aren't unhealthy, but they trigger, um, they have a really hard to digest protein in them um, that can trigger acne in many, many people. So anyways, we go over everything. We find out I had 12 different acne triggers like in my diet and lifestyle going on, removed all of them. 
and got on a proper skincare routine. Nothing crazy. I think it was like four steps. And my skin was completely clear with no scar damage, nothing in two months. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That is, oh my gosh. Oh, that is a testimony there. <laughs> I cannot wait to just nerd out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a like nerd out type topic because it's so bio-individual as well. Like no two people are the same. Like, yes, we can be genetically acne prone. It's a genetic predisposition, right? It runs in families. The core genetic trait is called retention hyperkeratosis, meaning we produce extra keratin protein in our pores. And the retention means it kind of gets stuck in our pores. So basically, our pores get naturally clogged really, really easily. But then everyone has all their unique triggers. Kaylee had like 12 triggers. Like she came in and she, I have everyone bring all like everything that they're using and their supplements, spread it all out for me on the table and walk me through everything that touches their skin. And Kaylee was like a pretty well-known like wellness blogger. So she she was getting sent stuff like complimentary from really, you know, seemingly cool, healthy brands and had probably about a thousand dollars worth of stuff that she brought with her. And it was high end stuff, but they had pore cloggers in them. So I still have Kaylee's chart. And when I see it, it makes me like so <laughs> like, warm and fuzzy. But she had like, I think 11 or 12 different acne triggers, some internal, some external. Everyone's got internal and external normally. That's why if anyone's listening to this and you see some stupid ad that says, this is the one thing that cleared my acne, run. Do not pay attention (laughs) to that. It is never just one thing. Um, So understanding internal and external triggers is what we really, is what I do at San Diego Acne. And and a couple years into it, I was just like, okay, how do we take what we're doing in the clinic and try to make it like digestible and accessible for people who can't come in physically. Um, And that is what we try to do with ClearStem. So in that, what we go over, what we went over in Kaylee's appointment was all the pore clogging. We checked for pore cloggers, like one by one in her ingredient decks. We found her conditioner had coconut oil in it, which was breaking her out more on her sleep side, which is very common. And then um, a couple of vitamins she was taking had way too many, way too much of certain vitamins, like way too much B12. I think one of her supplements had like 20,000% of the recommended daily intake of B12. And that matters because it can spike testosterone and mimic hormonal acne. So no wonder they were telling you your hormones were unbalanced. It was being messed with by your supplements, but they didn't know to look for that. So that's the sort of stuff we look for. And then streamlining the regimen is actually like, one of the key things that can help because using too many products just increases the the chance of error. It increases that you might not layer them properly or that you don't know what's doing what. So streamlining down to like four or five products, maybe three steps in the morning, three steps at night can be like a godsend for people just to get a handle on everything and know exactly what product is doing what to their skin. Um, And ClearStem, our company together was born after Kaylee and I met because as I was treating her, I was also trying to figure out how to heal scars for my ethnic clients because if you have darker skin or you're able to tan, like if you're able to go from really fair to really tan, like say um, like certain like Middle Eastern skin or um, say you're Filipina um, and you tan extremely easily or you're Indian and you're just naturally darker and you tan easily, the, the darker your skin tone, the more easily you scar. So for a lot of my ethnic clients, they would get one tiny little pimple and it would leave a scar for like six months. But the Ugh. things that I could do to get rid of like Kaylee's scars, for example, because she happens to be fair, I can just peel the heck out of her and she's brand new in a week, but I can't do that for, for everyone. In fact, most of my clients were ethnic, so I had to think of another way to heal their scars. And that's why I started making a stem cell serum. 
and um, found a lab that believed in the mission because her son also had acne. So she took me on as a client. I started formulating this product that I'd had in my head and I would get lab samples back and Kaylee and I would geek out on them and we would like text each other like, this one feels great or I love the scent of this one, but it's a little too sticky. And we finally perfected this formula and that is what started Clear Stem. And that's our cell renew, like our little blue stem cell serum. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. I also think it's so relatable to so many of our listeners out there. Like I know a lot of people struggle with just acne in general. So like, can we just dive off the deep end into acne? My question is, it's probably more for you, Danielle. What do you think is the biggest misconception people have about acne as a whole? Oh gosh, so many. But I think the biggest one, everyone thinks their acne is hormonal. They come, they've already self-diagnosed it. I have hormonal acne, which makes sense because that's all the dermatologist freaking talks about. So they're not even having the discussion around diet or exfoliation or any other things that matter. Um, And also it gets worse during your PMS. So as a woman, we go through hormonal fluctuations far more than the fellas do. And we break out either mostly during PMS, some people during ovulation. So naturally... If it gets worse during your hormonal swing, you're going to think it's hormonal acne. But what I have found is that usually the pores have been clogged all month, but your body's able to kind of fight it off and keep it at bay, except when you're reaching PMS because then your testosterone is higher and that's the hormone that creates an immediate acne surge. So the biggest misconception is that there's something wrong with your hormones and that that's the only place you should be looking. Can't stress it enough that that is false. First thing you want to do is check for pore clogging ingredients in your makeup, your sunscreen, your lotion, your hair conditioner. You can like do it on our website, right? You'll find out what's been actually clogging your pores and you might find that your hormones were totally fine. Wow. Okay. That's huge. I feel like even within the holistic, you know, space, there is a lot of conversation around like the hormonal side of acne, which I think I would love to hear your girls' thoughts on this, but I think that's super important in approaching it from the more holistic side, like Kaylee, like talking about like digestion and your gut and like hormones. However, I would agree when you were talking, Danielle, like that's, I feel like it's very true that even in the holistic world, we can focus on the hormones and neglect what's actually going on to our skin and forget that, oh, there can be like pore clogging slash unhealthy or triggering things in our skincare, in our hair care, you know, that we neglect that it's like, okay, there's multiple aspects and layers to this. Like you were saying, Danielle, of like everyone is different and what's triggering someone might be triggering or not triggering to somebody else or whatever. So um, do you girls have thoughts on that before I ask another question? One, one last thought, and then Kaylee has a lot more to dive into it. But like, I'm sure Kaylee is going to go into this, but our hormones are affected by the things we eat, right? So it's not mm-hmm. just hormones is not its own separate category. It's affected yeah. by your stress. It's affected by your sleep. It's affected by what you eat, how much caffeine you have. So the hormone conversation is so much, it's such a tiny part of a much bigger holistic conversation. And Kaylee can tell you like all about how these things play into each other. Oh yeah. So, I mean, what I, what I was going to say is we, we do so quickly, easily jump to, you know, oh, there must be something wrong with our gut. There must be something wrong with digestion, which that can be many, many times the reason and root cause, but there's all these other really simple checks that we can do before you spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on different testings. And we are definitely pro that, but we do think you should do the ones that are easiest and least expensive to check 
first before you dig even deeper. So like starting at the pork log ingredients, starting by checking your vitamins for excess vitamin D, zinc, B12, biotin. Um, starting by eliminating the big acne triggers like gluten and eggs um, and dairy and excess caffeine, you know, like drinking a cup of, um, a couple cups a day. Like one is totally fine, but you know, we have people drinking like a Celsius in the morning and then an energy shot later and then coffee later and just all these compounding things. So mm-hmm. it's really good to check those really quick and easy things to tighten up. And then if you're still struggling definitely want to be diving into gut health, digestion. Do you have enough stomach acid? Do you need digestive enzymes? There's a lot more ways to support the body. It can just seem so overwhelming. So we like to give people those very first steps to check first, because even if you dial in your gut health and you know, let's say you have leaky gut and you're doing a whole protocol and you're cleaning everything up and you're healing your leaky gut, but your skin's not getting better because what if you're using products that have a ton of pore clogging ingredients? So we need to make sure we're checking all these different areas. Mm. Okay, that's so good. I feel like you guys may have just answered this, but like for the person who's listening to this right now, who maybe is like, I don't hearing some of this for the first time, who's maybe getting this whole, like I've been to dermatologists, they've put me on birth control or they've put me on Accutane or whatever it is. And they're like, okay, I'm getting answers. And Kaylee and Danielle are here to talk to me. What is like the first step? Is it looking for those pore clogging ingredients? Yes, that is the very first step. And we made it really easy because for me, thinking back to, you know, six, seven years ago as the consumer where I'm like, I don't like, what are pork clogging ingredients? How do I find them? What the ingredient deck looks so confusing on the back of a bottle? Because also a lot of times the scientific name is used for like aloe vera. Like aloe vera mm-hmm. is fine, but it's like this really long scientific name that can be really overwhelming. So... Mm-hmm. What we did for people to make it really, really easy is... So you have a product. Um, let's say you have a foundation. You have it right in front of you. You're at your computer. You Or you can, you can even do this on your phone. You go to... You Google your product. You can go on like Sephora's website or Ulta, like whatever it is. Find the full ingredient deck. And this is really important don't just do the key ingredient one where it has like four or five, do the full ingredient deck. Sometimes some companies make it a little bit difficult to find on the product page, but you find that, you copy it. And then you head to our website under our tab resources. We have a poor clogging ingredients list. Just click that and you'll see a big search bar on it. You'll cut, you'll paste those ingredients into it, click search. And anyone that are any of them that are poor clogging will show up in red. Now, what you want to do is you want to quickly double check because right below that, we have all the poor clogging ingredients listed in alphabetical order. So sometimes if, you know, brands are using like hyphens or slightly different names for things. Like you just want to do a quick scan through. So you're triple checking your own products and see if it has any pore cloggers. And if it does get a replacement, but you might find like, it might not be every single one of your products. It might just be like your foundation and your moisturizer that are Mm. the biggest culprits might be your hair conditioner. Um, Hair conditioner is a really big one. So it's so important to check those first to make sure whatever else you're going to do to improve your health and your skin after that isn't going to go against anything that you're using topically. Okay. I have a question because I literally just did that exactly as you, I mean, (laughs) like as you're talking and I'm like looking at all this list and I I could imagine anybody that's looking at this list, like automatically off the bat, I see like olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. My brain automatically goes to like, what do I cook with? 
I mean, like, does that make sense? Like, if somebody's like, so these are just like topical. These are just topical because if you think so, yeah, yeah, these are just for in your products that you're putting on your skin. Coconut oil is absolutely amazing to cook with, but topically, it's too big to. I mean, uh, the molecules are too big to get in your pores. They're so thick. I mean, think about coconut oil at room temperature. It hardens. So it gets in your pore. It cannot absorb. And so it gets stuck in there like a little ball of wax. And then... Yeah, creates a breakout I'm from that. So glad that you clarified that. That makes, that makes more sense. I'm, <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm panicking. I can't eat anything. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. I have a question. Maybe for Danielle, are there, I know you're like the acne guru, right? Like that's what that's what your nickname is. Yeah. Are there any general rules that anyone should be aware to just help prevent acne? And maybe we've kind of already talked about a little of them. Is there just anything for any listener that's like, okay, I struggle with acne. What should I generally be aware of? I mean, pore cloggers is number one. So in order of priority, it's that. And then also, I would say the vitamins that you're taking. So we all, most people take vitamins of some kind, right? Um, Like a multi or other vitamins, or they've gotten lab reports done. It says they were low on vitamin D, which is everyone is low on vitamin D. But the thing is, is certain vitamins in excess can trigger testosterone. Vitamin D is one of them, and it happens to be fat-soluble, so it stores up in your system. So if you're breaking out in cystic acne on your chin, specifically where you'd have a goatee, this is where it tends to hit, and you're taking a vitamin D supplement or you have more than like 150% of your daily value in another supplement, I would say hit pause on that particular supplement and and see if your, if your breakouts subside because I have seen it thousands of times in the clinic where people are just over supplementing and that's what's giving them hormonal acne. So the vitamins that are in excess can be a problem if you're acne prone is vitamin D. The second one is zinc. Zinc also has an ability to raise testosterone. So if you're taking a standalone zinc supplement like everyone started doing during COVID and they typically do during cold and flu season, those supplements can have almost triple what you would normally get. So taking that can actually lead to acne around the mouth as well. Zinc tends to break us out like kind of in the like upper lip area, but it can also just be anywhere around the mouth. So that's that's another one. And again, this is only in excess. If you have zinc in your multivitamin and it's only like 50% or 80% of your RDV, that's totally fine. It's when you get above like 150%. That's when these things can be an issue. Another really common one is biotin. So a lot of people go and take hair, skin, and nails gummies, and biotin makes you hyperproduce keratin, which is what makes your hair and nails grow. But the root cause of acne is already too much keratin protein. So if you take a biotin supplement, like a hair, skin, and nail supplement, and you're acne prone, it could likely make it far, far worse. So just be very aware of biotin. And then also the last one is B12. So a lot of people take a B complex or um, you know just some sort of B vitamin. And there's a ton of B12 loaded in these things. And especially if it's the liquid form, I've seen it be like 80,000 times what you would normally get. And it's just too much. So if you are take, if you're a supplement taker, go check your supplements for over, for overly high quantities of D, zinc, B12, and biotin. And if you find any that are in there, just hit pause on taking those vitamins for a little while and see if your skin calms down. I would say hit pause for like three weeks because you'll know by then. So good. Okay. I am curious. I don't know who this question would be for. It might be more towards Kaylee on the like nutrition hormone side of things. But Danielle, you just mentioned, you know, a lot of us are low on vitamin D or, you know, different things in my own journey of like healing cystic acne and whatnot. I 
did take a lot of supplements for a long time. Um, but now what I'm doing is being more intentional with the food I'm eating to almost like naturally supply those supplements and those, those things within my body. Um, is that something that you girls agree with and, and talk about is like paying more attention to the, the, I guess like the root source of supplying those, uh, supplements, vitamins, whatever within our bodies via food instead of supplementation? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there is a huge, oh, I think there's a huge issue with over supplementation. Mm -hmm. I think people will self-diagnose themselves because they'll hear, oh, I'm low energy. I'm like, people tell me I should take B12 or get B12 shots. Um, when it's like, is your low energy because you're not getting quality sleep? You're not getting correct vitamin D, like all mm -hmm. these other reasons. And also some vitamin deficiencies are also are actually triggered by other vitamin deficiencies. So if you actually want to start taking like very specific vitamins, it's good to work with either a naturopath or integrative health practitioner to get those testings first to really mm -hmm. check your levels. Um, but yes, we should be getting a lot of our nutrients from food. And I do agree because of conventional farming, we're not getting as many, but what can be really helpful is the more we can increase digestion, the more we can absorb the correct nutrients from our food. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's you know taking digestive enzymes, those are really big for helping absorbing the nutrients from your food, or just really simple things like drinking warm lemon water um, first thing in the morning or shortly before you eat chewing your food, highly underrated. <laughs> yeah. um, chewing your... Like there is a very specific digestive enzyme that we can't even get through supplementation. It's only, it's only activated through our saliva when we chew. And so we are miss missing a very crucial digestive enzyme if we are not chewing our food. That's the very first process. And mm -hmm. we're actually going to absorb so many more nutrients when we do that. And then actually taking a little bit of time in between each meal and really working on not snacking all day because the entire digestive process takes about four to five hours. And when we interrupt that, we're like cutting out the digestive process. And so your body's not absorbing all the nutrients uh, throughout the full cycle. And so giving your body a chance to do that is going to be so important. And that is like way better than any supplementation you could be taking. Mm, I love that. We are so excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become a new sponsor to the show. Did you know that Evie and I are not, in fact, recording this podcast in the same location? Wild, right? But if you didn't know, we don't live in the same city or not even in the same state. And in order to record with each other as well as guests for the show, we needed to find a way to record remotely. Enter Zencaster. Every episode of the show we've recorded remotely using Zencaster. And in our experience, it is by far the best in the podcasting industry. Yes, Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution just makes the whole podcasting process so quick and painless. We seriously swear by them. I mean, if you know us, you know that we are obsessed with simplicity and quality, and Zencaster provides all of that with crystal clear audio that records each person's audio separately, which makes editing episodes a billion times easier. You can also record gorgeous HD video in addition, which is huge, not to mention it is easy to use even for our guests that aren't that tech-savvy. There's nothing to download. They just click on the link and we start recording. If you want to use the best podcasting platform in the world, we cannot recommend Zencaster enough. Use the link zen.ai forward slash the heart hustle pod to get 30% off your first three months. And if that link was kind of long, then the link will also be in the show notes. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? 
Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primally Pure. Yes, if you've been searching for a natural, non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primally Pure. Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that... I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yes. Some of our favorite products that we've used from Primarily Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible. For 10% off your order, you can use code HEART and HUSTLE, that's all caps, no spaces, at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primally Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code HEART and HUSTLE for 10% off your order today. Well, I think, as you were saying, Kaylee, of like, so many people will self-diagnose and think, oh, I'm low on energy, therefore I need B12 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Something that I've noticed, I'm curious if you girls would be like agreed with, something that I've noticed is I think a lot of women especially are just undernourishing their bodies in general. Like I was doing that by far. I would eat one to maybe two meals a day here and there. Like, because I was so busy working and focusing on different things. And in my journey, I've discovered like I literally was putting my body into like stress survival mode that was spiking my cortisol levels that was spiking. Like my body was just in panic, like survival, keep this poor girl alive mode. And one of the first steps that I took was just simply like putting fuel in my body three meals a day, like making sure I was eating enough was like, I felt my whole body be like, okay, like deep breath. And I'm curious if you girls have noticed that as well of like, sometimes our bodies are freaking out because we are not giving them enough to eat. Yeah. Like that's it. I see that in women so much. Like, I mean, think about when we were younger, like where would we get all of our quote diet ideas? It all came from magazines first. And then it Mm -hmm. like was social media. And we like, I don't know about you ladies, but the the biggest thing for like track tracking what you ate and calories and different things because obviously we were told like the only way to quote lose weight and look really good was to track calories. It's the yeah. only thing we were taught. And you'd use like my fitness pal. Like I feel like everyone used that <laughs> at one point. And I that is like eating disorder. Like that was probably the worst. I remember I would eat like, I would only eat like two bites of an avocado because God forbid I ate a whole avocado. That was like my day in calories. Yep. And now I'm like, give me two avocados. Like, yes. I don't care. I don't look yeah. at that. But it's like, we were told to eat like eight, like 15 to 1800 calories, like 1800 calories a day. But if you want to lose weight, oh, that might cut to 1400. And we are malnourishing our bodies. So we're not getting nutrients. So girls are like wondering why their hair is so thin. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wondering why their skin looks dull. They're wondering why they... Um, they feel that like that skinny fat that people talk about where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm tiny, but why do I just feel like low energy and all this stuff? It's because the body is in survival mode. And so it's not like, it's not holding on to muscle. Like it's just trying to preserve itself to survive when we're in that low of calories. But when we start actually eating more, like our bodies know exactly what to do with it. It starts fueling our body and our hair is growing and thicker and longer. Our skin is glowing because we're eating healthy fats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We feel, we just like in general feel really good. Um, so I think, I think that's huge. And 
I think finally there's conversations that are happening now that are educating more. It's not about calories. Like you should be looking at the nutrient density of your food and um, the good fats that you're eating and your protein. Like protein and fats are like some of the most important. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. I love this conversation. I just don't... I don't even think... People were talking about this like even 10 years ago no. as much as Mm-mm. this conversation is is present now. And so I'm just so glad we're having this conversation and just like being like, yes, you need three meals a day. You need <laughs> healthy fats. Like avocado is not bad. Um, so I love all of this. And we're kind of already talking about nutrition, but I would like specifically love to kind of discuss like the four things of like hormone, digestion, nutrition, and gut health and like get down to the root cause. Like how do each of those apply to acne, if that makes sense? Yeah. In what capacity? Like it, like, like starting with what, which one do you want to like kick it off with? I guess how can, well, that's true. That's true. Let's go with hormones <laughs> Let's go first. Yeah, let's go Let's start, start with hormones and then we'll move on. So like the question is how could we support our home hormones to get down to the root cause of acne? Mm, got it. Okay. So one of the biggest supporters of hormones is eating a correct amount of fat. Like we really do need healthy fats in order to support our hormones. The second we're eating way too low of fat, our body starts completely freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's most important. Protein is secondly important. So, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's kind of all three. I mean, it's protein, fats, and carbs. Like you really have to be eating those every single day. And the mm-hmm. second you go, wait, that's why keto is so bad for women like so bad because it's an extreme high fat, but it's, it's not even as much as that. It's the extreme low carb. Mm-hmm. Like as women, we need carbs for our hormones to balance and to function. And the whole culture around like cutting carbs, no carbs, carbs are bad. Carbs will make you fat. Carbs give you energy. Yeah. And good carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And good carbs. Um, and complex carbs, the ones that have like a full nutrient profile. I mean, the carbs we shouldn't be eating every single day is like more the ones that come from like heavy processed sugars, right? Yeah. But actually complex carbs are like, we need those as women for our hormones. So mm-hmm. it's so important to not be afraid of protein, carbs, and fat. It's not going to make you fat. If it's coming from real food sources, it's not going to make you fat. Like yeah. <laughs> they completely wipe that idea out of everyone's head. And it's going to actually bring like your skin is an organ and Mm -hmm. it needs all these nutrients to thrive and to glow and to look really youthful. And so we have to support our bodies with the proteins, fats, and carbs coming from real food to have that amazing skin that we all want. Mm, I love that. Okay, wait, can I ask you something? Because when I was diving into uh, like nutrition, just supporting and healing my acne. I heard that a lot. I heard like, oh, have healthy complex carbs or have healthy fats. And I was confused in the very beginning of like, okay, what what is a healthy complex carb? Like, give me one example of like what that means because everyone's just throwing around this word. Um, so would you be willing to just share like, like yes. what is... <laughs> Even just one, it doesn't have to be like, this is the complete list of everything that is great. <laughs> and, you know, but even something of like, this is an example of a complex carb that is uh, not processed in like in its whole whole source or whatever you would call that. Yes. Fruits, vegetables, and potatoes are really, really good. So vegetables, like, I mean, sweet potatoes falls under vegetables. Um, sweet potatoes, broccoli, carrots, green beans, asparagus, those are all... Um, complex carbs that they have a little more carbs in them than some other vegetables. Like 
like spin comparatively to spinach. Spinach doesn't like really have that many carbs, mm-hmm. but broccoli, like those cruciferous veggies, are going to be so so good. And not only are cruciferous veggies really good for the complex carbohydrates, but it actually acts as like a scraping mechanism for your digestive system, like getting all the gunk out of there and mm-hmm. allowing your body to detox. Um, so cruciferous veggies are amazing for hormone health. Fruits like apples, any type of berries are so good. Um, kiwi, like those are incredible. But something that is actually super, super good to do when it comes to either potatoes or if you're eating rice as well is if you cook it and then let it cool. And then you can either... I mean, if you want to eat it cool, that's fine. Or if you want to reheat it, it actually makes it way more digestible carbohydrates and actually cuts the carbs down too. So if you're someone that struggles to digest health... um, certain complex carbs just because maybe your digestive system has been wrecked and you're building it back up trying to get those in. Like cook a sweet potato, let it cool. And then, like I said, either eat it like that or reheat it. And it's going to be in it's such a more digestible form after that because you have certain chemicals that release during that process. Take your probiotic with those foods. Those are basically oh. fiber-rich foods that your probiotic can munch on in your system. Love I love this, this so much. But also, I'm just, Kaylee, thank you for uh, giving examples because here I am in my ignorance being like, yeah, a complex carbohydrate, that's just bread. No. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> well, if, you Google, if you Google it, it'll be like whole wheat pasta, whole wheat bread. Because that's literally crazy. me. Like, I was like, that's what that is. That's what, that's what comes up. It'll be like oatmeal, quinoa, mm-hmm. rice. It'll have you eating all these like really heavy things when you can get like, which is, oh, well, one, gluten is such an inflammatory and trigger, like causes so many digestive issues, causes leaky gut, acne, all the things. So not a good food for your acne whatsoever, but also the really heavy things like a ton of rice, ton of quinoa, ton of oatmeal. Those are good in small doses. Those are fine. But for someone who's also trying to rebuild their their digestive system, it's really hard and can make people really bloated until they're ready to bring those back in. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Well, I know, Danielle, you mentioned probiotics. So I guess, could we talk about that a little bit of like gut health? Like how can we support our gut health to help you know, get to the root cause of acne. Absolutely. So in this country, we over prescribe. So antibiotics are a fantastic tool. It's part of the reason humanity lives as long as they live, right? You know, back in the old days, you'd get a paper Mm -hmm. cut and die from a bacterial infection. So I don't want to knock the use of antibiotics in general. I just want to comment on the over prescription of them for things like acne that aren't aren't uh, bacteria-based at their root. So that said, anyone listening to this who's had acne has probably been on antibiotics multiple different times and or for years at a time, which does terrible things to your microbiome. So, and even aside from that, even when we're children, I think the last stat I read was that we have gone through at least like five um, doses of antibiotics by the time we're in kindergarten, you know, just like from being oh baby infancy going on. So that has a cascade effect on your gut every time you do it, especially at such a young age. So with that said, it is a good assumption that everyone could stand to rebuild and focus on building their gut. So a spore-based probiotic is the key. A lot of probiotics out there need to be refrigerated and some of them might work a little bit or they might, you know, be beneficial better than doing nothing, but a lot of them aren't potent or being absorbed at all or they're getting so degraded by your digestive tract that you're not even it's not even worth your time to go that route. But a spore-based probiotic is key. A spore means that the bacteria itself is in its little protective state so it can travel down past your stomach acid into your gut where it actually can then thrive and um, you know, grow itself. So So we like the brand Just Thrive. There's a lot of research behind this particular one. And 
I know when I started taking it um, a, f- a couple years ago, my bloating decreased like uh, within a few days and it has like stayed down ever since. So I actually take two of those and I take it with my salad. I do like a meal delivery service called Thistle. Um, so I'm just eating like yummy salads all day. So I that's what I eat in the morning and then I take my probiotic and I feel like it's one of the best things you can do just for your overall health and immunity because your gut is really your second brain and it's where your ser- most of your serotonin gets produced, which is like your primary feel-good neurotransmitter. So if you're talking about hormones and feeling good and stress and all the, you know, everything that has to do with that, you also are inherently talking about the gut. So the more you can do to support that, the better effect you're going to see in all the other areas of your life that you aren't even thinking are tied to your gut. Oh my gosh. All right. This is, this is the nerd conversation that I needed today. (laughs) I love this. Well, okay. Can I ask a very tactical specific question? I would assume this might be for Danielle, but I don't know. Um, do, People need to wash their face every morning and night, or is that stripping the skin of our natural oils like too much excessively? Love that question. So it depends on your cleanser. So I, first of all, am not a fan of cleansers that have benzoyl peroxide in them, unless it's for your body. So if you're getting like an acne wash and it has like harsh ingredients, like say a benzoyl peroxide, and you're washing your face with that morning and night, yeah, that's way too aggressive way, way, way too aggressive. Plus you're going to be getting it near your eye skin, your delicate eye area, and it's going to irritate it. And that is really bad because it's going to make your eyes age faster. So harsh cleansers are absolutely problematic for that reason on the face. Other cleansing uh, material that we need to watch out for is sodium laureth sulfate and sodium laurel sulfate. Those are the SLS. Those are the bad sulfates that you've heard about. And they are in pretty much every CVS type face wash you can imagine. Even Freaking Cetaphil, which is garbage, by the way, has it in there. <laughs> they're, they're known irritants. They're basically detergents, um, and they are—they're the foaming agents in a lot of our cleansers. So even common drugstore ones that you think are safe just because they've been around for so long can have those harsh sulfates in them. And that is going to disrupt your skin barrier. So absolutely. Um, That said, a gentle cleanser is very important. A gentle sulfate-free cleanser is necessary. And you do want to cleanse in the morning. You just don't want to cleanse that much. In the morning, I cleanse for maybe 10 seconds maximum because all you're doing is taking off whatever you put on the night before and whatever sweat you accumulated in the night. So it is Mm. important to cleanse in the morning. Um, If you, you know, if you were to not cleanse, and just take like a toner cleanse or do like a micellar with a cotton ball cleanse, you'll be able to see stuff on your skin. Like you definitely want to get that off. So that it is important to cleanse in the morning. Just don't over cleanse. 10 seconds is plenty usually. And don't Mm. use really hot water. Just use lukewarm water on your skin because your skin's made of protein and heat kills protein. So you do not want to be using hot water on your skin, whether it's in the shower or washing your face because the micro burn that you get from using hot water is destroying your skin barrier and making you age faster. So that's, yeah. that's oh, we that's, don't want to do that. <laughs> no, and it's it's something that everyone does. We all sit in the shower. Mm-hmm. It's hot. It's on our face. It feels amazing. But that's the number one thing that we're doing to destroy our skin barrier and cause accelerated aging. Um, so back to washing at night, you do want to do your cleanse. Especially, it depends on how much makeup and how many layers you're wearing. If you would like a your sunscreen, your lotion, your primer, powder, full face makeup, you're going to want to do a double cleanse for sure. You're going to want to take off that first layer of stuff and then actually cleanse your skin. But again, mm-hmm. with a gentle cleanser. If you're a little more natural or say you just that day you were just hanging out around the house and you didn't really put much on except 
um, you know, a light layer of uh, moisturizer, then doing a, a single cleanse is probably fine. So just really getting in tune with your skin and doing kind of knowing what it needs that day versus having blanket approaches is where you want to gravitate to. Now, not everyone is an esthetician or wants to be obsessed with their skin to this level, but just really being in harmony with your skin um, in terms of like how much to cleanse, you know, it's based on how much you were wearing. Um, and then mm. when you are, when you exercise and you sweat, you want to rinse off immediately, even if you're just splashing off the sweat, because that's one thing I see people do is they'll work out and they don't cleanse right away. And you have about 15 minutes where you want to, that you, that's your window post-workout where you want to splash that sweat off your face. Otherwise it goes back into your skin and creates blackheads. So that's a huge cleansing trick for people to know. Okay. My mind is blown. <laughs> okay. Hold on. When you say double cleanse, do you literally mean just like wash, like putting your cleanser on your hands or whatever? You're like, like washing your face twice. Or do you mean with like two different types of products? Oh, good question. No, I just meant with the same, the same cleanser. Okay. I've never heard that. This really? is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So like whenever I have like a full face of makeup on, if I would just like, think about it this way. If you just wash it one time and then take like a, a cotton pad with a with a toner like there's still so much stuff like mm-hmm. stuff That's on your skin true. that comes out so you just like I wash it once to get the base layer of makeup off and then wash it again to like actually wash it like the same thing if like you were outside I don't know gardening I, I don't know the last night gardening but just like <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that like our, would make our hands dirty if you like go outside and you're like gardening you kind of like wash once to get like the layer of dirt off and then you like wash again to like actually make sure it's fully clean I love that uh something that I do I'm curious if you girls like this for me my double cleanse is typically I take my cellar water to get all of the makeup off and then I use my cleanser to like get into my skin that's totally fine I also love the makeup remover towel Mm-hmm. You can get that from Sephora or Amazon or whatever. And it's really, it's a gentle way to wipe off your makeup. Obviously you have to like wash them, but um, I don't, my point is I don't like makeup wipes. I feel like they're terrible for the environment. They're terrible yes. for your budget and they have a ton of gross chemicals on them normally. Some people really mm-hmm. like that though. So however you want to take off that first layer of makeup, that's great. My cellar water is fantastic as well. Yeah. Oh, we love that. I, I use also micellar water. So that's making me happy. It'll be great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you guys yeah. have been a literal joy to talk to. My mind is blown. I know our listeners' minds, hopefully yours is blown as well. Um, you're incredible. Can you guys just like give us a little breakdown of where everyone can find you, where they can find ClearStem, where they can interact with you and get ClearStem, all the things. Absolutely. So best way for all things ClearStem is head to our website. Of course, going on very theme with this podcast, we are so educational with everything uh, we do. So we have an an education tab on our website where you can access our skincare learning center, which is our blog. So you can like read a lot more about everything that we talked about on this podcast. We have our Ditch Your Acne protocol, which also expands on everything we talked about today. It's um, an eight module protocol course style. Um, All audio goes through nutrition, digestion, hormones, products, helps you get to the root cause of your acne. Um, We also, of course, have like our pore clogging ingredients resource on our website too. So clearstemskincare.com is where you can access all of our products, all of our information as well. And then on all our social channels like Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, you name it. Uh, we are clearstem skincare. And then uh, Danielle's Instagram is Danielle the Acne Guru and mine is Kaylee.Christina. 
Amazing. (laughs) Girls, you are incredible. Thank you so much for your time for dropping this information. I am sure our audience got so much out of it and hopefully will now sprint over to ClearSTEM and to all you guys are doing to just continue the educational deep dive with you guys. Thank you ladies so much. Thank you. 